The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. On leaving the synagogue, Jesus entered the house of Simon and Andrew with James and John. Simon's mother-in-law lay sick with a fever. They immediately told him about her. He approached, grasped her hand, and helped her up. Then the fever left her, and she waited on them. When it was evening after sunset, they brought to him all who were ill or possessed by demons. The whole town was gathered at the door. He cured many who were sick with various diseases, and he drove out many demons, not permitting them to speak because they knew him. Rising very early before dawn, he left and went off to a deserted place where he prayed. Simon and those who were with him pursued him, and on finding him said, everyone is looking for you. He told them, let us go on to the nearby villages that I may preach there also. For this purpose have I come. So he went into their synagogues, preaching and driving out demons throughout the whole of Galilee. The Gospel of the Lord. Good morning. This morning, we have this story of how Jesus enters into the house of Simon and Andrew with James and John. And, and so recently, we've heard this story of the call of Simon and Andrew and James and John and, and how Jesus is kind of walking along the Sea of Galilee and, and perhaps surprises them with the invitation to come and follow him. And then almost immediately, he ends up in their home and, and Simon's mother-in-law is sick and he cures her. And then as the word spreads, everybody brings all their sick people to him. And, and he spends this extended period of time curing them. But the most important part of this gospel, I think, is when it says, rising very early before dawn, he left and went off to a deserted place where he prayed. And so after spending this whole day curing people and like impacting everyone's life. He goes away to be by himself with the Father. He goes away to be by himself with the Father. And, and that's a really important distinction, right? He doesn't go away to be alone, like, okay, I've had enough of people, I need to go be alone. But he goes to be alone with the Father, as if to go and, and thank the Father for everything the Father had just done. In John's gospel, it's very explicit that Jesus says, I can only do what I see the Father doing, that, that everything he does, he recognizes, is the Father working in him. In Mark's gospel, we, just, we, we simply have this detail that every time our Lord does something big, he goes to the Father. And... And we can only imagine, and it makes sense, that he goes to the Father in gratitude for what the Father just did through him. 
he doesn't sort of take credit for that. He doesn't, he doesn't sort of go away to say like, wow, I can't believe I just did all those things. That was amazing. He goes to give thanks. And then in turn, to ask the father what's next. To ask the father what's next. It might be very easy for him to just, to just stay there because everyone is looking for him. But instead he says, we have to go to other places because that's why I came. Like I came to impact the whole world. And it's a reminder to us to, to always go to the Father and give thanks for everything that happens in our lives. And, and it can be very easy for us in our own pride to take our credit for the good things that happen or in our own pride to feel responsible to do more and more and more and more, or sometimes in our own pride to feel like it's our job to save the world. But going back to the Father in gratitude, as our Lord does, it, it keeps things in the right perspective. It reminds us that, that he is the source of everything. That he is the source of everything. And this morning, as, as I was reflecting on the gospel, I, I was considering the gratitude of the people who are cured and, and how, like, I wonder how many of them walked away in gratitude, not only for the fact that they were cured, but also for the sickness itself. Like, like I thank God that I was sick, and because I was sick, it allowed me to encounter our Lord in this way. Or I thank God for the affliction that I've had because it led me to reach out to our Lord in this way. You know, there's, there's a funny dynamic that goes on in, in people who are in addiction recovery. And, and whenever I talk about addiction recovery, I'm really talking about people I know have had a conversion. And, and the dynamic is that they'll oftentimes introduce themselves and they'll say something like, I'm a grateful recovering addict, right? Like I'm a grateful addict. And and when people first enter into that process and they're first like, like, you know, stepping into having a conversion, they'll say something like, how do they say that? I hate my addiction. Like, like I, I'm not grateful for my addiction. I hate it. And then, and then there's this flip that switches somewhere along the line where people start to say, I'm grateful for my addiction because it's my addiction that led me to a point where I had to get help and I had to reach out to the Lord and he answered me. And it's in that moment that he answered me. And so I become grateful for my weaknesses because they're the place that I meet Christ. They're the place that I meet Christ. And in that process, like oftentimes, like I find myself surrounded by a community of other people who also have had to reach out in their own need and have also met Christ in the same way. And, and it's, it's a small experience and maybe like a very concrete experience of what everyone in the church is supposed to experience, right? All of us are supposed to be people who had to reach out to the Lord in our desperation and he answered us. All of us are people who have needed a rescuer. All of us are people who have needed a savior. And he answered us. And every time we pray the responsorial psalm, that's really what we're saying when we say things like, I cried out to the Lord and he answered me. 
And, and so there's room for us to be grateful even for those times of sickness, those times of affliction, those places we've been caught up in sin in our life, those places that, that led us to hit rock bottom, the times we've been rejected by others, the times when we felt like people have failed us, because all of those are places that our Lord desires to encounter us. Those are all places where we meet Christ. And we have to go to him in all humility. We have to go to him and say, like, I can't do this on my own. I need you. And when he answers us in that prayer, we have no room to boast in ourselves. But all we want to do is tell everyone how it's our Lord who saved us. It's what we see in the life of St. Paul when he writes to the Corinthians, if I preach the gospel, there's no reason for me to boast. For an obligation has been imposed on me and woe to me if I don't preach it. The obligation is imposed because of the fact that Christ delivered him. The obligation was imposed when he was on his way to Damascus and the Lord appeared to him and said, Why are you persecuting me? I am Christ, the one whom you're persecuting. And that moment was a moment that led him to repentance and gratitude because the Lord's response to being persecuted by him was to call him to be baptized. It was to save him. And then it's his own gratitude that drives him to go and preach the gospel to all nations and tell everyone about what's happened. And it's how the church spreads in, in the times of the greatest evangelization. Is it's, it's always kind of like after a time of a lull or persecution or a time of lukewarmness when, when the Lord rescues someone. And then there's that shift that happens in the heart. And then we desire to go and tell everyone. And so this Lenten season, as, as we're entering into it and we're looking at our lives more closely and we're asking ourselves, like, where are those obstacles in my relationship with the Lord? Where are the places that I'm not letting him into my heart? We can also look at those places as, as those moments <laughs> that he most desires to encounter us and, and really seek to be grateful for the places in our lives where we need him the most. So that as we encounter him, we come out of that Lenten season renewed and strengthened and with a greater desire to go and tell everyone <laughs> about the great things that he has done in us.